Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady on. Her name is Stella Morabito. Her website is Stella, just like you would think it would be spelled, M-O-R-A-B-I-T-O dot net. Go there and find out how to get her book. It's called The Weaponization of Loneliness, How Tyrants Stoke Our Fear of Isolation to Silence, Divide, and Conquer. Stella, good to make your acquaintance. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me on, Joe. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. You know, during this entire pandemic and the lockdown, and and of course the weaponization of loneliness was used way before that even happened, but I think they really saw an opportunity, and by they I mean wannabe tyrants, wannabe monarchs, wannabe dividers, to uh, to keep our kids masked, to have us do school over Zoom, to, to not go to our jobs if they weren't so-called essential, which was another battle between the essential and the non-essential. Um, that's kind of what we saw here. Is that the impetus for writing the book? Oh, that was a lot of it. Uh, yeah, what happened with COVID was uh, it was kind of like, ironically, the masks came off uh, with a lot of these folks because it was all about enforcing our isolation, whereas in the past, it was kind of an instinctive way of controlling people by taking advantage of that primal fear everybody has of ostracism. Yeah. And uh, this is what I call the, you know, the machinery of loneliness. Uh, what tyrants have always done in the past, especially in modern history, starting with the French Revolution, whether they were conscious of it or not, is always stoke that fear of ostracism. And they do that uh, through what I call the machinery that has a lot of tools like identity politics, political correctness, and mob agitation. Those are not new things, but you know those are the terms that we know them as. But the point is, all of those things trigger the conformity impulse. And we conform because we're fearful of, you know, we, we have, we're very hardwired to connect with other people. Human beings are social animals. And, uh, and so that has been the most potent weapon that's always been used. I think we know that kind of instinctively, but we don't know it consciously. And I think we need to become aware of these mechanics if we're ever going to, you know, change things. I want to delve into that part of it a little bit more that you just said about our, our want to conform, the conformity that is sort of human nature. I remember being in psychology class back in high school, and the teacher showed a study where I think there were six or seven students at a college that got on an elevator and faced backward. And then they waited for other people to come in, and they were, they were videotaping them. And the other people, generally speaking, like seven or eight out of ten, would also turn backward for no reason other than why shouldn't I, or they're all doing it, and I probably should. There was another study or another example that I saw where a guy had surgery on his neck. He had like a sore neck, and he walked out of the doctor's office, and he was staring straight up into the sky because he couldn't put his neck straight. Well, everybody around him started looking up in the sky. What the hell is he looking at? So um, that's sort of what we are. It's, it, it, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, it feels as though, we're inquisitive what is it what is it that he's looking at we also don't want to be left out what am i missing and the third part is right. i don't want to stand out is that what it is i think all all of those things come together i mean i'm not a uh, you know a psychologist by training or anything right. but it doesn't it doesn't take much to to realize that yeah we do have a kind of a a primitive herd instinct all you know and then partly in a in a primitive kind of society that helps with our survival but in a highly technological society like ours uh it it can get it can throw us uh way off by um, you know, by, by stoking that conformity impulse yeah. so that, you know, that can be used 
to uh, have us go along with really dangerous, destructive, and even evil agendas. And the only reason these agendas have gotten as far as they have is through that conformity impulse, that self-censorship, that silencing. I mean, there's an old uh, expression that, uh, you know, the only thing that evil needs to triumph is for good men to do nothing or say nothing. Yeah. And, and that's why we, you know, and now it's kind of reached a critical mass so that, you know, this didn't happen overnight. It, it just kind of built on itself. And, uh, and I think we just need to become far more aware of, you know, how these things operate and, and what's at stake. And what's really at stake is free speech. I mean, your ability to just have normal conversations with other people. And that's really what tyrants, uh, totalitarians throughout the ages have tried to squash is is any kind of you know the private sphere of life and that's where you have learn the courage yeah. to speak up it is through those relationships it's vital the information that you're giving us at stella morabito go to stellamorabito.net you can go to amazon and get this book it's called the weaponization of loneliness how tyrants stoke out our fear of isolation to silence divide and conquer and, and that's really what it is it, it, i've always i've often said this that if we speak to each other, the government has very little power. If we don't talk to each other, we only listen to the government. The government wants to be God. It wants to be the teacher. It wants to be the parent. It wants to be all those things, doesn't it? Exactly. That's exactly right. And, and you know, I think there, there are lots of, uh, you know, scholars, philosophers like Hannah Arendt and, and the sociologist Robert Nisbet, who wrote that book called The, the Quest for Community, right. have pointed this out that, you know, all that's left is the mass state if we keep going along with that and 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 as we become more and more isolated from each other because we don't talk to each other um we become more susceptible to that instrument to that weaponization that machinery of loneliness that creates the conformity impulse that prevents us from speaking out about things that you know that that are just wild now i mean you know where you have i mean you know pick your institution medicine for example where uh, they want to do surgeries on children, you know, genital surgeries without parental consent. I mean, this has gotten way out of way out of hand, and and it and it got this far yeah. because people were fearful of being called, you know, bigot or conspiracy theorist or you know whatever. And 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 it's very natural for us to want to self silence, but or self censor. Uh, out of that fear of being a misfit. But the thing to remember, just as you said, is, you know, there we are, you know, normal, <laughs> normal people are still a vast majority. Uh, you know, the, the minority, these oligarchs, these uh, power elites, they, they're just, they're really not many of them. And just as you said, if we speak to each other, they don't really have the power. And that's why they, they come out with these uh, so-called misinformation governance boards and all this stuff is just meant to keep us from having normal conversations where we can verify what's real and what's not. So exactly they, they right. Control. It's uh, Stella Morabito. Yeah. Go to StellaMorabito.net. Get this book. It's called The Weaponization of Loneliness. Uh, what's also interesting to me is that um, there, there are some viral videos that are out there, uh, like a man screaming at a woman, screaming because she doesn't have a mask on. I mean, that's the whole conformity thing that you were talking about. But what is, what is his inherent fear, do you think? I don't know if you've examined this in the book or not. I haven't read the book yet. But what is his inherent fear? If because he he can't really he's wearing a mask himself he can't really fear that from twenty five feet away she's going to infect him somehow with a with a a communicable disease 
He just wants right. her to conform like he did. And if she doesn't, does he fear he's going to be in trouble with the overlords? Why would somebody react like that? And it's not just an isolated thing. Right. No, this is uh, so many pathologies, you know, come about, I think, partly through the breakdown of all of those good, inst- you know, strong relationships through family, faith, really true community that you have, friendships. Uh, you know, people have become so isolated that they are, just as you said, this guy's screaming about the masks yeah. and everything. It, it's like a conditioning or a programming uh, that is far more effective when people feel isolated. And, uh, and you know, it, it, I was mentioned Hannah Arendt. She was the philosopher who wrote, the political philosopher who wrote The Origins of Totalitarianism. Right. And one of the points she makes in that book is that um, when people are isolated, uh, they become powerless. Uh, you know, they become far more susceptible to terror. And terror is the one thing that, you know, that, that can rule over us and, and, and make us more socially controllable. Yes. And, uh, and so uh, the, the, her next point is that so the, uh, the, the, the primary concern of all tyrannical government is to bring that isolation about so that people are more easily controlled. And, uh, and so the, the big irony in all of this is that it happens through the fear of being isolated. And then when we conform, it is when we conform and comply we, we think we're getting relief. We think we're, you know, you're not going to be tagged or labeled as a misfit or a pariah or whatever, a bigot or whatever. But all that happens when we conform and comply is we end up going even deeper down that rabbit hole, even deeper into isolation. And, and of course, it just builds on itself and it just makes uh, tyranny all the more predictable. Um, is you know we we become isolated by complying with that fear of isolation. So it's 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 a, it's very ironic, and yet that that's the whole idea. Well, well I that's guess why- I guess the thing is, and if I'm hearing you right, and I I think this is what you're saying. The government convinces us that it's more important to have a relationship with it than it is with the people around us. So we fear not fitting into what the government says is normal behavior, good behavior, acceptable behavior. So that's why we get in line. People People like me, though, I'll argue with the government and say, no, I'd rather listen to my neighbor, even though that he or she doesn't necessarily agree with me politically. We still agree on 70 to 80 percent of things as human beings. I don't need the government. So I believe in smaller and non-intrusive government. But that's really what it is. The government's convincing us that you need to fit in with them. And that's what the fear is that we won't. Yeah. That's right. Okay. No, that's that's right. And and uh, the more the more we comply, the more isolated we end up being. And then the the state just kind of throws itself into that vacuum. Yeah. Uh, and and that's actually what Arendt meant when she said, you know, the the primary purpose is to get that isolation going, get that bring that isolation about, because then the state. Uh, all those relationships that we lose, because th- there is a war on the private light, uh, yes. on the private sphere of life. And in that sphere of life, the hidden sphere, uh, that's where we develop a good sense of identity, uh, you know, healthy relationships. And, and, we can, and that's where we get the courage to speak up. 
And, and when you have brokenness all across society, broken families, uh, broken, you know, when, when, the, when the family is, um, family breakdown leads to community breakdown. Uh, I mean, we see that all over the place. And, and so what we need are just more people to follow your lead, more people to, to, to develop that courage, uh, and, and, you know, through different kinds of uh, connections, but in the private sphere of life where you're kind of unmolested by the government, they're trying very, very hard to uh, invade that sphere through surveillance. I'm I'm with you. By by the way, that's how Hitler did what he did in World War II. He broke down the family. They were suddenly the the, the Nazi youth or the Hitler youth. They weren't the family's youth anymore. If you break down the family and you become the father, it's almost like the black community today. A hundred years ago, the black nuclear family looked a lot like the white nuclear family, mom, dad, and kids. Now, it's single Mm -hmm. mom, generally speaking, raising a bunch of kids. And In fact, in the black community, it's 70 to 80% of black children are born to a single parent home. And, And that's because the government said, don't worry about it. Spread your seed. Do whatever you want, we'll take care of the rest, and they become the father. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the push, right? Absolutely. No, yeah. it, it's, it's trying to create this sort of relationship where there aren't really any individuals anymore yes. who have, that are unique uh, and that have relationships outside of the state. And you're right, all through history, I and mean, we saw this in the French Revolution with the de-Christianization campaign and the mobs uh, turning in, and, and they were also toppling statues and renaming yeah. streets and all that. This is not new. That goes back 300 years at least. And, and, then, um, and then, of course, uh, the Bolshevik Revolution. It was a very blatant war on family. Uh, you know, there are lots of stories, most famously the one of Pavlik Morozov, who turned in his father, uh, you know, for not, uh, you know, complying right. uh, with Stalin's orders. And then, uh, you know, of course, it happened in, uh, just as you said, in the Third Reich, but also, you know, especially in the Cultural Revolution under Mao. Oh, my goodness, in China, uh, the struggle sessions uh, were horrendous. I mean, where where people were uh, just paraded uh, by mobs that that Mao cultivated. They called it the Red Guard. It's always youth. They get yeah. these disconnected youth who go out there and and they harass and use violence and they you know they ridiculed and caricatured and 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 just made sure that nobody was out of line with. Mao's uh, you know, little red book. And, and we're seeing it again now, though, Stella. And it's Stella Morabito. Go to StellaMorabito.net. Go to get this book on Amazon. It's called The Weaponization of Loneliness, How Tyrants Stoke Our, Our Fear of Isolation to Silence, Divide, and Conquer. Um, we've seen it historically. And in the remaining moments here, if you don't mind, do you examine in the book why we aren't learning from history? It's This isn't that long ago. You know, The Third Reich wasn't that long ago. It just wasn't. Yeah. North Korea is happening today. We're seeing another revolution oh, yeah. in, in China to where they control everybody today we're seeing you know Mm -hmm. differences and changes in venezuela today so it's not like this is you know from a thousand years ago although it happened back then why don't we learn from history when it's all right there is it because those who want to be tyrants try to hide that history well, uh, as you, you know, education has been, uh, you know, that that's the first institution that once that's subverted and corrupted, right. uh, you know, it leaks down, it bleeds into all the other institutions, the courts, the legislatures, everything else. But in education, we aren't teaching the history. We aren't teaching the right. Constitution anymore. And, and, and that's another form of isolation is to cultivate that kind of ignorance in people uh it's actually suicidal but 
uh, that's, uh, you know, that that's where it leads. And, and we should know this stuff. We can at least understand, I hope, um, the processes, the mechanics of why and how we give in to that conformity impulse. And, and uh, you know, I think we need to build awareness of it. We need to understand that free speech is use it or lose it. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and and then free speech is really what you need to develop those relationships in the first place. And you have to guard and protect and uh, and cultivate uh, that private sphere of life that uh, is the target and has always been the target of tyrants. Great point. Uh, StellaMorabito.net. It's M-O-R-A-B-I-T-O is her last name. StellaMorabito.net. Go and get this book on, uh, it's on Amazon right now. It's called The Weaponization of Loneliness, How Tyrants Stoke Our Fear of Isolation to Silence, Divide, and Conquer. Stella, great information. Come on, come back on. And next time we'll see you as well. <laughs> we had a, a computer problem today, but I'm so glad to have you on either way. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. It's great. Okay, we're back after this. Stay right here. Thank you. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks. We appreciate uh, having Stella Morabito on. Really good stuff. Make sure you go and get her book. Uh, also, make sure you stop by the website, JoePags.com. We've got links to the videos. Click on video. Links to the store to get yourself some Joe Pag Show merch. Just click on that. You can also see um, the, the news stories that the staff writes every day. And go and follow on whatever social media makes sense to you. And do me a favor. Trying to build that YouTube page. We're over 20,000 now. Go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm doing shorts every night, two or three or four of them. So go and check those out, uh, those out as well. We've got some time for pop culture. Whoop. Dirty pop. Hi, right, Polo, talk to a brother. What's going on? So, did you see that Kanye West was on with uh, Pierce Morgan? Did not. What happened? He's getting himself into more and more trouble. He, what did he, he do now? Uh, he was talking about President Biden, saying he used the F word, and he, he used the R word um, for saying that he, what? for him not meeting with Elon Musk, that he must be the R word. Yeah. Racist? No. The one for slow? Yes. Come on, dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. As soon as he like wins some new fans over, he goes and does all this. I don't understand. Yeah. All right. That's it for us. Polo, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Sam, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Carrie, thank you. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow. Same time, same place. Have a great night. In the meantime, we've got big guests. We're hoping for a big one tomorrow. Stick around, and I'll give you updates as we go. Have a good night. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Thank <laughs> you.